1: Welcome back to Sports Day WA, wherever you're listening around Western Australia. And people this morning are still talking about what happened on the weekend and uh, waiting to see what could transpire, kick off six o'clock Western Standard Time in the semi final of the FIFA Women's World Cup. And it's hard to imagine that we're talking about an Australian national football team partaking in the semi finals. Of a world Cup, And I thought to myself, which angle do I take on my Sports Day program today? And I said, there's one man I'd love to have a chat to, because he's a learned gentleman, is heavily invested in the world game, has written books about it, and has been connected for a long, long time as a player, as an administrator, and also recently in the last few years as a commentator. And I'm talking about Andy Harper, and he joins me on the program now. Andy, thanks for your time.
0: It's a very great pleasure, Pete, to speak with you again.
1: Did you ever think that anything like this would ever transpire, firstly, during this FIFA Women's World Cup, and probably, secondly, in your lifetime?
0: Well, funnily enough, Pete, uh, the answer to that is yes. Um, uh, A lot of us, and you and I work very closely with the late Johnny Warren, who probably infected us with this belief that Australia, given the chance, would respond to something like this. Um, and as the Women's World Cup came into sharper view and, and in anticipation, I'd be doing radio interviews, etc and people would put this to me. And I said, mate, I think what we're going to find, particularly if the Matildas get on a run, is how much we've underestimated them. And I, I hate to sound like a smart arse or blow smoke, smoke up that same orifice, but um, I think that's bearing out. I, I, I think this has caught people short in a fantastic way, in some senses. Uh, and so, yes, it was predictable. And let me just be a little bit provocative here, Pete, a sport closer to home for you. Um, I think history is already recording that the AFL could see this happening as well, which is why, over many, many years, they've run such obstruction uh, to football getting this sort of foothold. But that's for another discussion. This is quite phenomenal, what's going on, and it's just brilliant.
1: It is quite brilliant, and you're right, because I was in the broadcast box here at Optus Stadium and I watched the first half at home, raced in my car, got here for the second half... And with every other media person here, with everybody else that was in the stadium, for the people that were at the live site, they were watching the Matildas. And I've never, ever, in my many years of broadcasting, ever witnessed something on Saturday night of when the teams ran out and for whatever reason the arrangement was you flick off the main screen and no doubt show the AFL that there was a, just a huge sound of boos yeah. that ringed around the stadium and quickly, within a minute, the Matildas was back on. And all of a sudden, the AFL became a secondary fact. But saying that, yeah. you know, there's young girls there, there were families there. I've spoken to a lot of people, Andy, who didn't know a lot about the game. And probably still no. don't know a lot about the game. But they know about what yeah. this team represents. Have you found that out as yeah. well? Yeah, look,
0: I, 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 those stories are legion, Pete. I mean, and, and they're to be documented and we should... sift through them and and delve into these stories about this awakening that people have had um, a section of the community and we've all got theories about it Um, and I'll share with you a couple of mine. Firstly um, it's been a great tournament and let me, just by testimony right? I was at the Sydney Olympic Stadium on Saturday night for the quarter final England versus Colombia it was a great game 75,000 people 75,000 people to watch a women's game of sport that didn't feature any Australians. Mm. That tells you something. What that tells me is that, A, the tournament itself has actually been hugely successful. The Matildas' performance has fertilised that, obviously. So the Aussies have caught our attention and then people have looked sidewards at these games and thought, this is a lot of bloody fun, right? This is actually great sport. And They've had sold-out games for non-Australian Matildas' uh, participation throughout the place. I think that tells you a story. Uh, The Matildas, obviously, have got the common touch. This group of girls have slowly been building this story for the last eight, nine years. And in the lead-up to this World Cup over the last couple of cycles, you know, you watch them in home games, uh, and after the match, you know, they they assiduously spend 40, 45 minutes circling the ground, signing autographs for kids. That's been building a groundswell. So they have the common touch as well. Uh, but I think inescapably, even for people who haven't interacted directly with soccer before, Australians know a soccer World Cup is the real deal. They know it's the real deal. There is no, there's no squibbing it. There is no, well, this is a World Cup for a certain sport, say, that's only got six competing nations. Uh, or That's not a World Cup where really only four countries can win it. Australians know, despite their allegiances historically and passion for other games, which is completely legitimate, in the belly of their soul, they also know that when our men's and women's teams go onto the world stage, they are seriously taking on the world. And I think that has really galvanised people on top of all those other things, a great tournament, the common touch of the Matildas, having a couple of high-profile players, all this has played into it. But I don't think it should be underestimated how aware Australians are about the significance of this game globally and thereby and therefore what the Matildas are currently achieving in it.
1: It's interesting because people have asked me the question, you know, what do you think about what's transpiring? And I said, it, it's, uh, the hairs on the back of my neck raise every time I see a Matilda story and what's transpired. And it, you get quite emotional about it as well, and people have got emotional about it as well. But I've said to people... There's only the Socceroos and now the Matildas that can embrace a whole nation. And what we have yeah. seen is there's only two national teams can do that, regardless of what you think. And we've seen it now yeah. in the women's game. So saying that, going forward to Wednesday, Andy, how yeah. much of a tsunami, how much of a tidal wave will this be of support for, because we've got a lot of expats here that will support England yeah. and, of course, the homegrown Aussies?
0: Oh, look, this, is, this, is, this is the dream. This is the dream matchup for Australian lovers of sport. I mean, this is this is the arch enemy, as, as an English scribe uh, documented in the last couple of days. This relationship, maybe the English don't actually appreciate what it means for us. But you know, when it comes to sport, uh, England is a place Australians love to go to for holiday. Uh, England is a place Australians love to go to for holiday. But when it's sport. England, we want to rub their nose in it. We want to crush them into the dust. Uh, this is the dichotomy of the relationship. And it's going to... Uh, and I think everyone can relate to that sentiment. Anyone who's born and bred in this country um, or who has adopted this country understands this mentality. This is uh, this is the number one opponent for Australia. To have them in a semi-final, the place is going to go nuts, OP. And 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 whilst we might have underestimated to this point the impact of the Women's World Cup... Um, let's let's not the mis- make the mistake now. If the, if the Matildas win the semi-final and then go on to host a World Cup final in Sydney against whomever, Spain uh, or Sweden, television records as we know them will be reset forever. Reset mm. forever. They're already building this huge number of viewers, and um, I just think they're, they're, they've knocked a the couple off the edifice. But if they get through the semi-final, Sunday is going to set un- unbeatable records, in my opinion. The only thing that could beat it uh, would potentially be a men's soccerers in a World Cup final, but that would have to be at home or in a friendly time zone, and, that, and that's not in the foreseeable future. Uh, this this is a moment in time, and this is this is uh, this is completely a cultural revolution. The big question: what comes after? But let's enjoy Wednesday first, eh?
1: Yeah, very much so. Can I just go back a little while? I got a call from the Perth Glory this morning inviting me to yeah. MC a function to introduce their new coach, Alan Stadjic, uh, which I'm looking yeah. forward to doing next week. And I spoke to Alan yeah. when he was appointed the Perth Glory coach. Regardless of what transpired and the fact that he was shown the door, he is so connected to what's happened uh, in the last few weeks here in Australia, surely.
0: Oh, no question. I mean, my experience with Alan Stajic, um has always been very positive. I've got a lot of respect and time for him. I don't know what transpired um, in that in that Matilda's meltdown. And, I, and no one outside the room still knows. I'm certainly part of that. So I have no view on it. Um, but what I do know is that Alan Stagic has, over the course of his time, done more to build this squad, arguably, than current coach, Tony Gustafsson. I don't say that to disrespect the current coach, I say that to actually reflect upon the amount of time Alan spent uh, in the Matildas uh, setup up in women's football building a large chunk of this current squad, which is on the cusp of sporting immortality. Uh, and you can feel free to express that sentiment um, to him from me because I believe it. He deserves a lot of credit. A lot of people have contributed to many of these girls' stories. Um, but whatever went wrong at the Matildas, I, I have no idea and I can't even delve into it. But the fact is, um, he spent a lot of time building this, building this Matildas squad and they're now maturing. Now this is They're in their sweet spot now. And this core of players are ready to deliver and they've done brilliantly so far.
1: You're an architect uh, of the game. You understand the tactics. You understand the type of football the Matildas are playing. England... If they beat England on Wednesday, of course, then on Sunday it is Sweden or Spain. Do we dare to dream? Is there real a possibility that uh, the Matildas could become World Cup champions?
0: Yeah, mate. I mean, it, it, is, it is now seriously beyond the realm of speculation into the realm, uh, clearly into the realm of distinct possibility. Uh, any of the four teams are distinctly possible, of course. You can't say any is a probable from here, and that's the beauty of this tournament. Um, that's why that's one of the reasons so many people have, have coalesced around it. Um, so, that, but, but quite clearly, they've moved from the realm of speculation to clear possibles now. Uh, it depends how they they recover from the exertions of the penalty shootout in the 120 minutes that went before it against France the other night. Um, they have had big breaks between games through the tournament, which has helped them regenerate, but this has not been a big break. England have had uh, not the extra time to deal with. Uh, we get through the England match, and then of the two, Australia would fancy, I'm imagining Sweden more than Spain. Um, again, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. England will present uh, a significant hurdle for us. We beat them the last time we played them, uh, which is the only time in 37 matches England have been beaten under their current coach, Sarah Vigman, who took them to the Euro Championships in stunning fashion last year. This is a very good England team. But I tell you, they were lucky against Colombia the other night. Really lucky. Uh, This unfancied Colombian team uh, took the lead and then conceded that lead on the edge of half-time with a really unfortunate error from the goalkeeper. And then England were good enough to jag another one and then hold on. So they're not coming in unbeatable by any means. I mean, this is as even money as you can get, Pete. Uh, It's going to be thrilling. 6 p.m. kickoff time, Western I think it's, it's it it right when you're having your 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 steak and chips uh, or maybe <laughs>
1: Yeah, my... people
0: should it in anticipation.
1: Yeah, for my Greek salad, I'll be looking forward to it. I won't be able to consume it. Interesting, as we let you go, Harps. I've just received a, a bit of a post here. It appears that the Tillys today uh, shared their facilities with the Sydney Swans and their AFLW team. You'll probably see the picture. There's a photo of the of the Matildas players together with the AFLW Sydney Swans players. As I said, they uh, shared the facilities for a recovery session. And guess what Sam Kerr and a few of the uh, Tillys players are holding in their hand? Not a soccer ball. Uh,
0: No, I mean, don't talk to me about the ambush marketing here. Um, Sam Kerr is the one who got away, of course, from WA Football Royalty. You you both all know that story. One of the reasons in part of the game she's chosen to play, she's so effective, is because of, Running around with 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 her family, kicking and, and and jumping to catch an Aussie Rules ball. I mean that stuff. No 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 talented pathway has coached Sam Kerr how to jump and head the ball. That's purely her Aussie Rules background and then her natural her natural ability. So we we know where that is. And to be we all know where the AFL sit in this. They sit on the edge, waiting to ambush. Um, and and your listeners not, might now be throwing stuff at the radio or whatever they're listening to this to thinking it's some mad Eastern. The, you know, Wogballer, who's flying conspiracy theories. But, but but they, more aggressively than any other organisation in Australia, know what's at stake here um, and, and will be doing whatever they can to position themselves. I, I, I have no doubt
1: about that. Yeah, and the Victorians have missed out because of the AFL. They would have had a lot more Matildas matches, a lot more World Cup matches. But, of course, the AFL wasn't accommodating with their venues. I agree with you, Harps. Anyway, Harps, lovely to uh, have a chat to you. Just before you go... Anger's debut as Tottenham manager last night, 2-2 against Brentford. Yeah. Now, the general feedback yeah. on social media is that the Spurs faithful were, were quite happy with the result.
0: Yeah, and, and a lot of the neutrals were saying, wow, Spurs are going to be great fun to watch. They can say that without a vested interest, that the fans themselves will be more nervous. And it, and it seems as though on, on the balance of, of of the coverage has been uh, supportive. I I can't delve into that because I don't partake. But I watched the game. And it was, and it was, a, I thought, a really solid start. You know, it was a game they probably should have won, uh, but equally could have lost. And, and I, I guess that you have to go in, when you're not deeply involved in it, but a fan of how Ange coaches, you have to have that expectation. They're probably going to win, but they really could lose it. And this is the knife edge on which the whole thing sits. But it makes for great viewing. I thought they were very, very good. Dealing with the Harry Kane exit um, presents all sorts of difficulties that we can barely appreciate. Uh, And now how they fill that gap is going to consume a lot of thinking in the next little while. But during that period, Ange will build the case for the football club. uh, And I can see them going from strength to strength. I I think he'll succeed. I'm convinced he'll succeed at Spurs. I could be wrong, but my conviction is he'll succeed at Spurs uh, and probably succeed Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. There you go.
1: Good on you. Uh, Love to have a chat to you. Uh... Harps, can I tell you, as I said, uh, you mentioned Johnny Warren earlier. We had the pleasure of working with uh, Johnny Warren and Les Murray uh, in the early days, and they'd be looking down wondering how great is football. Let me tell you, when I talk to you, I see a, a mishmash of them together through your voice uh, and the way you look at football. Thanks for your time, mate. It's been a special time for us, and go to the tillies on Wednesday, and let's hope they go all the way. Well, Pete, um few
0: people have said something
1: kinder to me than that. Thank you very much. All the best. Andy Harper joining us. He's passionate. He's got a great sense of the vocabulary and as I mentioned, uh, it resonates all those years that he worked those with those two learned gentlemen. It almost is them coming together and his uh, thoughts on the game just depict what those two gentlemen would have said all those years ago. All right, uh, a lengthy interview, but I really enjoyed that with Andy Harper. And of course, as we know, Finals FIFA is certainly hit us all for the FIFA Women's World Cup. And you can soak up the atmosphere at the FIFA Fan Festival at Forest Place and watch all of the knockout action live on the big screen on Wednesday. And find out more by simply going to fifa.com forward slash fan festival. Thanks for your time. Thanks to Jimmy uh, and thanks to Asher. This has been Sports Day WA, thanks to Kia, the official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. See you tomorrow at 5 o'clock.